The Mustard Tavern Keepers History of the Old World. again to our history study group. In today's lesson, I wish to begin our deep dive into the ancient history of our land. However, before we do so, I have a little bit of a preamble. I beg your indulgence. I have been lucky enough to have learned some deep truths about the world around us, and in doing so, I have been able to break my mind free from the bondage that the place of my birth and the culture I was brought up in had wrought. I wish to share these with you. However, what you will hear will no doubt strike you as being so far-fetched as to be almost unbelievable. That is fine. In fact, that is quite natural. For. Rejection is often the first step in learning, so long as you do not stop there. Instead, search out the veracity of my words, and, if you find falsehood, bring it to my attention. I am but a man, and fallible. All I am doing here is presenting you with my truth. You, however, must strive to find your own. That said, I'll give you a warning now. Beware the trap that ensnares so many. The trap of believing and clinging to what you want to be true, instead of what logic and accurate observation tells us to be correct. It is this that truly separates those that illuminate our world from those that darken it. Anyway, I will step down from my soapbox now. We will work in a well-paced and ordered way from here on in. I will not be bamboozling you with bombs of truth, with neither the context nor the tale of how I unearth these truths. If I did so, they would be as easy to dismiss as they are to say. Words with weight require support, or they will sink without trace. But first, a drink to get the juices flowing, methinks. So, back to our tale. As a younger man, I spent many years on the great landmass to the south. I sailed along the coasts of both the Badlands and the Southlands, 
with a fellow refugee, a man who quickly became my tutor and my friend, a man called Ulrich Genscher, former champion turned advisor to Count Siegfried of Middenland. His tale is for another day, but in short, he had fallen out with the Count when Siegfried proclaimed himself Emperor. On his way into exile, I was one of a number whom he rescued from certain death in the resultant civil war. Whoa! How the land of my birth burns as Emperor fights Emperor along fault lines so long ago laid down. There is much to discuss there, for it is a long and winding tale, and ongoing, but that is for another time. One day, my shipmates and I saw something distantly floating off starboard. As we sailed closer, we soon made out that it was a small boat drifting listlessly. We threw our hooks and dragged the vessel near. Inside were a number of large trunks, intricately carved and magically sealed. They were of a design I had neither seen before nor since. Beside them, curled up beneath some driftwood planking, lay a man in Arabian garb. His beard was long and white, but his skin was dark and leathery, and he clung to life by little more than a thread. It had been over a century since the reconquest of Ristalia from the Arabians, but prejudices do not fade quickly. Instead, they passed like poisoned blood from father to son, and, upon seeing him in the boat, many of the crew were all for hurling the survivor into the sea. However, my tutor interjected, hefting up his great warhammer in one hand and lifting a nearby sailor, Johan, up by the neck in the other. Thus did he address the crowd. Both the life of the man in the boat and that of young Johan here, whose neck I could easily snap, are but a moment's decision away from death. Though, neither man has done anything to deserve it. I'm going to kill young Johan, and take all his belongings, and I'll kill any one of you who jets in my way. Now does that sound reasonable, gentlemen? No. Well then, if you value young Johan's life so much, I will stay my hand. But if that is the case, then you must also equally value the life of the man in that there boat. For no man is worth more or less than another. Thus, if you wish your shipmate to live, you will stay your cries of murder for the poor wretch in that there boat. What say you? And with that, the mob grew silent. Johan was well liked and my tutor well feared. There were no more calls for the death of the Arabian survivor. He was released into my tutor's care and he and I nursed him back to health. The man's name was Ibn Jalaba and he had lived for hundreds of years in the depths of the southern jungles in a place that he called Zlatlan, 
the hidden city. He also bore the secrets of the birth and distant history of this world that we all dwell upon. Now, at last, I can... Oh. Ah, is it that time already? You guys really must try and arrive earlier. Alas, I must serve the carvery, and you lot must be on your way to see Cedric for your alchemy lesson. Next time, I will tell you what Ibn Jalaba found in the hidden city of long-dead gods. Oh, and one more thing. It might be worth your while tarrying by the back door for a few moments. I'll give each of you a slice of meat and a cup of beer to speed you on your way. But don't let the guildmaster know. He'll accuse me of making you soft. I will again leave you with these words. You are the seeds of our future. But without the nourishment of the past, you will wither. Think on them. But before that, make haste at the back door for some real nourishment. Ciao for now.